everybody, and welcome to this episode of Frosty Thoughts. So, in continuation with our, uh, or with my Star Wars quarantine marathon, we've reached the end of the prequels, at least kind of what I'm considering the prequels trilogy. I don't consider the spin-offs, even though they do take place before the original trilogy, I don't really consider those to be part of this, since they're kind of their own thing, they're their own spin-off. They're a Star Wars story. And yeah, we're at the last one, Revenge of the Sith. So you can debate all you want if the prequels are good or not. I think overall they're alright. And that is only because this one is just so good. I'm not saying it kind of matches any of the original ones. And I kind of hope that you've got from me that I... um, I don't hold the original ones as high as many people. I don't see them as these godlike films, um, but they are definitely better in quality. Um, but Revenge of the Sith gives at least some of the. It gives it a run for its money. This is just a great Star Wars movie. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, it's also, and I think most people would agree with me. Uh, the darkest Star Wars film. This is, um, it was the first Star Wars film to receive a a PG-13 rating, and I think it's definitely kind of warranted. I mean, it's not anything that's going to really kind of shock you with, uh, kind of, it's like, it's not terribly violent. But it's definitely probably the most violent uh, Star Wars film. Um, And it kind of... What I noticed too is that it can get, at least for me, it it gets sad. Like, this one gets uh, depressing at times. Um, And we have... um, We have a more or less kind of the same returning cast Hayden Christensen once again as Anakin Skywalker as he finishes his transformation to Darth Vader. Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and he is amazing in this. I know I sound like a broken record but he is. Um, Natalie Portman, uh, she's much better in this. Uh, Ian McDiarmid, I don't know if I mentioned him. Um, in Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace, really, probably because he plays a much bigger part in this one as he kind of turns Anakin over to the dark side of the Force and he um, becomes the Empire. And I think this delivered on kind of what people wanted to see. And I really do kind of like the direction that they went with this. There is still something of a focus on politics, so if that kind of turned you away from the prequels, then this one might not completely kind of convince you to come back. Um, But it's definitely kind of toned down. It's... I wouldn't say it's not the main plot point, but it's also not completely obscure. It... They're able to kind of find this middle ground for it because it is the Clone Wars, essentially what the Clone Wars were, were a civil war. Um, So you are going to have kind of some politics with that. And I know you could kind of 
make the argument that, oh, but in the original trilogy, it was essentially a civil war between the Empire and the Rebel Alliance. Uh, they didn't go into the politics of that. Well, that's true, but like I said, these ones don't really kind of match the original trilogy films um, in tone, kind of in approach to world building. But this one, because it focuses on characters that we know will carry over, it because we get more of a focus on the Emperor, on Anakin, on Obi-Wan, on Yoda, like kind of characters that not only the prequels have helped to flesh out a bit, but we uh, knew from uh, the original trilogy. And I think that was a smart kind of narrative wise to stick with them. Um, this is some of the best uh, CGI um, from Star Wars, especially there's an amazing opening scene right after the opening title crawl of a uh, space battle above the planet of Coruscant. And it looks spectacular. It even to this day, it's not a relatively old film. It came out in 2005, so a uh, 15-year-old film. Uh, it, it still looks so good. I will say, kind of um, things that do definitely hold it back. Like I said, there's still kind of some politics that kind of already have left a sour taste in people's mouths. So. If you weren't really into it in the prequel, in the other prequels, you won't be into it now. Um, it still has some kind of strange deliveries from some people, uh, and the romantic dialogue—it's George Lucas is not a romance writer. It's yeah, the exchanges between uh, Anakin and Padme when they're trying to be romantic at least, I was just yawning. It's it's just not convincing. It's not interesting. Um, but kind of, speaking of Anakin, let's get kind of to what a lot of people again hate about the prequels, Hayden Christensen. I'll defend him even more in this. I'm not gonna say he's a great actor. I honestly don't think I've ever seen him in anything except the prequels. But yeah, he's not a great actor. But a couple things you have to understand, I think I brought this up in my Attack of the Clones video, is that no one could have kind of said some of his lines right. They're just not great. Um, but especially in this one, and you can definitely see it more, because like I was saying in my last one too, he's a great physical actor. When he needs to physically portray an emotion, or a feeling, or kind of what he's going through, he excels at that. One specific scene I I could really could like pinpoint, wow, that was great. Um, I'm actually thinking of a couple when he's thinking of kind of what the future holds for him as he's looking out the window and there's this haunting score playing. You can just tell that he doesn't know really what to do he's having that inner conflict with himself and then um he's sent by the by the uh, emperor to kind of kill a group of uh government officials and he doesn't say anything and you can just see the rage and hate in his eyes even though they are cgi yellow he 
gives a great physical performance. And you also have to understand that, especially in, in this one, Revenge of the Sith, his character is having an emotional and identity crisis. So yeah, if he doesn't sound like he's giving kind of an Oscar-worthy performance, that might be why. And I know you can say, oh, well, a better actor uh, probably could have made those like more convincing. I mean, yeah, you're probably right on that end, but we kind of got Aiden Christensen, and so we're stuck with him. Um, but like I said, this is the best prequel, and it, and the fight scenes are even so much better. There's a fight scene where Obi-Wan and Anakin have to fight each other as kind of, um, as like we've kind of built that their relationship is kind of like father and son, brother and uh, brother to brother. And we see beforehand Obi-Wan kind of explicitly expresses his concern about fighting his former Padawan. We see how it pains him and the music is just haunting. It delivers on the epic uh, kind of the epic scale of a lightsaber battle of this kind of magnitude would imply, but it also just gives us like heart, this um, haunting, disheartening feel. So this is my favorite prequel. I could, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, when you, if you ever kind of hate on the prequels, be sure to give a disclaimer that there is one good one, and it is Revenge of the Sith. With that said, I give it a 8 out of 10 for great. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying the Star Wars Quarantine Marathon. I know I have been. And, um, yeah, hope you kind of uh, stay tuned. <laughs>